Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm Richard Oldberger, clinical psychologist. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram. Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. We are going to be joined shortly by Dr. Ben Tehrani. He has sought out to focus on nerve pain and chronic pain and worked at a level one trauma center and burn center. He saw devastating effects of nerve disease, not only on the effects of pain, but also on addiction. And he made it his cause to look about how he could assist with nerve pain. He saw the depression, dependency, and pain caused by conditions such as neuropathy. And so he has sought out to create a product called Nerve Assist in the last two years. And he's going on a journey to talk about how he benefits people with diet, proper nutrition, and help them bat chronic pain. I'm excited to have Dr. Tehrani as a guest, and thank you all for listening to me as we continue to roll out podcasts, blogs, hopefully later this year, a book featuring more ways and tools you can use to channel your own inner hero and begin to conquer some of the depressions, traumas, anxieties, and things that have arisen over the last year. I'm excited to be a resource to you, and please, if you or anyone you know or you're concerned about, please reach out. Instagram, Facebook, or my website, richardlistens.com. Without further ado, we'll be bringing on Dr. Tehrani. Welcome to the show, Dr. Benji. Do you prefer Benji or Ben? Benji's good, yeah. It makes it, you know, yeah. it's like yeah, your, fun. Neighbor, your neighborhood friend, but he can exactly. trust him with the surgery. That's right. How you doing? <laughs> I was telling everybody, uh, everybody needs a, a podiatrist at some point in their life, but I was telling them about your, you know, unique journey, why we overlap. When I started reading your bio and hear about you know, everyone 
you know, and they're seeking out in their medical training is looking for what's their why, right? Like, do I want to just be generic? Do I just want to help all conditions? Like what's going to motivate me to put in all these hours of training and then continue to go in every day. Like you just said, you've been up probably since in the four, 4 a.m. hour. You got to have a serious sense of commitment. Uh, You have multiple practices, uh, multiple products you brought to market. So when in your training did the personal experience, I know you mentioned the story with your mom. When did this all begin for you where you decided, I want to look at nerve pain. I want to look at the way this is affecting quality of life. You know, which caused which, which came first? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on here and to everyone listening. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. And I've seen other guests that have been on the the podcast and I'm just very humbled that you were able to have me on here. So with that said- Well, thank um, you for throwing, slowing it down. Thank you. I, I, I tend to dive into it too deep real yeah. quick. And thank you real, and, and, and I appreciate you doing that. And I appreciate you being here because my whole journey about learning about what does it mean to be someone who excels and steps into kind of stress resilience. You know, a lot of people ask themselves, young people, why would I choose to go into this hard work, this grind? I mean, especially when you're younger, why why would I want to put myself out there to that degree? It's so hard. And so I think it's important, right, to weave out the stories of what makes it unique for people and what motivates them to care and and feel like that there's a purpose or a meaning in this to keep going beyond the tests and the the long hours of study, right? And the sacrifice. Yeah, well said. Um, My story just began truly because of my mom. My mom's had type 2 diabetes uh, since she gave birth to me. Uh, I was a 10-pound baby and basically started with gestational diabetes and kind of went out from there. And she always had a, a podiatrist that she would visit. And I used to go with her to her appointments growing up. And I grew an appreciation for not only podiatry, but more about the pain and suffering that diabetics went through because I saw that in my mom. And that motivated me to be able to make an impact in the field, not only just in the field of podiatry, but more in the field of pain management, nerve regeneration, pain support, and be able to walk patients, not only diabetics, but people who are suffering from chronic pain to be able to see brighter future. And for those who don't know, Dr. Benji, gestational diabetes is is a unique, it's not always for those who have diabetes prior, correct? Yes, you can get it. And then once you give birth, the body's blood uh, blood sugar is is usually able to be uh, under control. But unfortunately, sometimes uh, patients develop uh, type two diabetes from gestational diabetes. Um, And so for, for me, since I was probably 22, 23, I've been researching different vitamins and supplementations that help with chronic pain. And during my residency, just to pull this all together, um, I did a three-year foot and ankle reconstructive residency. And we worked at a level one trauma center in Phoenix, uh, which was attached to Arizona burn centers. We saw like blast injuries, uh, bomb explosions, uh, you know, fatal accidents. And, And I was literally right in the middle of it. I worked at Arizona burn center myself and I saw not just that day, but months later, how much these patients were suffering from chronic pain. And in the clinics, they were like, you know, all these narcotics, they they help mask the pain, but they still have the pain. And so it was born out of that idea that, you know, based upon my mom suffering from chronic pain and having diabetic neuropathy, which is a nerve disease, I created a vitamin supplementation called Nervousist. And so that's exactly what it happened. There's, you know, this opioid epidemic 
There's like, you know, 47,000 opioid uh, overdose deaths per year. And that was actually in 2017 and it continues to rise. And I have a, a big problem with that because nowadays, you know, doctors traditionally, and I used to be like this too, just were like, oh, pain, no problem. You know, Norco, you know, uh, oxycodone. And now I'm trying to reverse the psychology of the doctors. Like, hey, you know, look at the patient more uh, holistically and try to think of different ways, not only with supplementation, but like analyzing other things in their lives that could be attributing to their stress. So that's- yeah, and, and this is where like, right, when we look at like the origins of, of what's become the problem we see, right? It's not, it's just like, there was a whole training on pain management, right? This is like the way physicians have been trained. So it's not to villainize doctors necessarily, but this was when we saw a certain symptom, we treat the symptom, right? When you see pain, you're trained to treat it with some of these pharmaceuticals, right? And that happens in, in the field of psychology as well. If there's a certain symptom that someone's experiencing of anxiety, well, there's a medication that'll help treat the neurotransmitters that'll help you experience less of that symptom. Right. But then it's your job to find out what exactly is triggering that anxiety. That's exactly what I'm talking about. What is it in your life, whether it's something at work that you're dealing with, or you're not getting proper sleep, or, you know, you have too much sugar in your diet, and that's contributing to, you know, overall stress, all those things played a role. So at what point in your training, were you already into your training when you started to get curious about this? I mean, did you have yeah. to like change directions at all? In my residency, we had a, uh, a bit of an older director who's in his mid, eh, not that old, his mid fifties. And he didn't believe as much in vitamin supplementation as much as I did. And so that's where it all started. I, I started doing research in uh, alpha lipoic acid, glutathione, which are both uh, very, very good antioxidants that help uh, diminish inflammation and build your immune system. Tell patients, I want to prescribe it, but I would say like, you know, look into alpha lipoic acid, here's some sources, and then come let me know after a few weeks, is it helping? And sure enough, these patients that are on all these drugs, you know, they were like, I don't know what this stuff is, but I started taking it and I started to feel less burning, less, less numbness and tingling. And so it just built from there, the curiosity built from there. And, you know, I don't want to make it a medical uh, topic. Um, I wanted to be, you know, for those who are listening, I wanted to, to tell them that like, this came out of a pandemic, like COVID happened and my practice was in shambles. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to find out like, what, I, what am I super passionate about? And that's where this was born. I took all that free time and energy and I put that into creating a product to make a bigger impact, not only for myself, but millions of Americans. And I think that's important for people to understand. So did you personally, did you have to close offices? What, how did, how are you impacted? Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I was just in my office doing work, you know, just, you know, doing research on, on vitamins and, and supplements and how to, you know, cure chronic pain. And, you know, my practice took a hit, probably 30% less volume load. You know, it got very like, you know, I even hired a, a COO and, you know, I was like worried about his salary and, you know, all these things impacted me at, at once. But I learned like, you know, with adversity comes triumph. Like if you really want something, you've got to go deep in the trenches and then you'll find a way to get out. Right. That's definitely what we'd like people to encourage. And and certainly fear is a wonderful motivator. So how did you, did you already have some, like we were tinkering in the lab on the side? Like how did you have, when do you have time when you're doing surgeries and treating patients to keep this part of you that this, this itch that you need to scratch, right, about getting into research. When did you have time to pursue it? What, what steps did you take? Well, I have a daughter who's almost two. And at that time, she was about a year, year and a half. And 
we have, thank God, like my in-laws are always over to help out with the, the baby and help my wife out. And so when they went to sleep from like 8 p.m. to about 10, 1030, I was just you know Googling everything, like all the different, the products, how much they cost, local manufacturers that I could find. I just was on the phone constantly the next morning. Any free time I had, I really just put my mind uh, to like, what is it that I can envision becoming a product? Not only for a vitamin product that I created, but a freeze gel. And so that's that's really it. My surgeries would be done in the morning. I did not have clinic till about four or five. Yeah, the afternoon and night times, you know, I, I, at least two to three hours per day constantly. And that's, that's something that I, even Saturdays and Sundays, man, at least two, three hours, I, I block off where my door was locked in my office and I was just in the in the trenches, in the weeds, as you would say. This is really important. I mean, I recently com- completed a uh, integrative health training and, you know, I, they call it a certification, but I don't know if it's official by any board or anything like that. But it, it really amazed me in talking about there were sections on sleep, nutrition, different diets. And, and I was really impressed that that's going on in the field of mental health and overall health. And, and one of the comments that was brought out by, by Dr. Leslie Korn, who was the instructor of the program, was that if all our patients slept and ate well and exercised, they'd probably need us a lot less. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I think the majority of people understand in 2021 that like, you know, when it comes to stress management, I mean, you have to do your part to manage your diet and manage your sleep and get exercise. But it's always nice to hear it from people of authority that, you know, when patients actually get adequate sleep, their cortisol levels drop. And, you know, when patients are exercising, that decreases their overall cortisol levels as well. And when you're not eating high levels of carbohydrates and processed foods, that also decreases what are called uh, AGEs, advanced uh, glycosylation product and products. And that basically can create cancer cells, precancerous cells. And so when we avoid those foods and focus on whole foods uh, and vegetables, you know, uh, things of that nature, it's, you know, the long-term prognosis for chronic pain is not completely reversed, but it'll definitely start you on the right path to getting pain relief. So how have you begun to implement supplements and the nervous cyst, right? Is it like competing with your, your, uh, you know, previous treatment protocols? Is it meeting resistance? Are your patients no. open to it? The past like years, year, year and a half, I've, I've implemented more of a uh, holistic uh, pathway as far as, you know, medications um, that I'm prescribing. And, you know, a lot of, you don't know this, but a lot of my practice is involved in car accidents and personal injury. And so these patients will have their foot run over by forklift, or they've been in a motorcycle accident and it, they have a large wound going down their leg all the way down their ankle. And I started, you know, telling them to use my freeze gel twice daily, go on nervousness for a month. And then I also bought a, a laser, which uses infrared light to decrease pain, decrease inflammation and increase uh, the body's own stem cells. And so I've kind of been packaging all that together to help patients understand that hey, not everything is surgery. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can try, you know, four or five things before we even elect to go in and fix your foot. And it could be even for your shoulder, for your back, you know, it just by saying, uh, you know, I've, I've tried physical therapy that didn't work. So I guess I have to have surgery. I have a problem with that because, you know, there's so many other things that we can be doing whether it's IV stem cells or uh, supplementation or freeze gel, 
uh, or laser technology, that's four things we could be doing before even going under the knife. So that's really important to me. And that's incredible, right? You're willing to go against the grain. You're willing to really see what helps your patient or could rather than what might be right. The quick fix. A lot of times I know I had back surgery at a college year after getting injured on a psychiatric unit and every opinion, almost everyone said, you got to have the surgery. Uh And I wish like there was an out of body, like angel that came in and was like, (laughs) this could be corrected. Yeah. 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 You know, right. 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 I've learned a lot from guys like Dave Asprey. They teach you about like, you know, different nutrients, micronutrients, you know, healing the body and, you know, internally. One of the things I was going to say is that like a lot of our stress comes from our head. And one thing I've started doing and thank God for Headspace, there's an app called Headspace that they gave to doctors. uh, I think it was like a year free. And I've been doing it 10 minutes every morning from 6 to 6, 10 a.m. And boy, has that helped me decrease my anxiety, my stress. There's like different topics that you can use. You know, if you're having trouble sleeping, you do it at nighttime. And I don't know, if have, have you ever played around with that? Played around with the, the ones I recommend to my clients often are Headspace, Insight Timer, Calm. And, yeah. and now I think Headspace has a feature on YouTube. They do. Right. Listen to. So yes, practicing, for me, my mindfulness has been paired with yoga it used to be paired with martial arts. It was uh, meditation was prior to beginning the practice. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was paired with a specific practice or place. But for those who want to get a start, just finding some guidance, right? Because a lot of people struggle with this sitting in my office. You ask them to slow, you know, it's a constant trying to slow down and separate from your thoughts and separate from your emotions. And yet, that we have beliefs that we're supposed to trust our thoughts. I don't know if it's a Western thing, but we really believe our emotions or what we're responding to is a threat and therefore very hard to slow down and separate from it. So having guidance, having tools and being willing to be beginner's mind, right? No matter how advanced you are, how much money you make, what your position may be, this last year showed us, right? One minute, start with one minute or three minutes of letting someone else guide you to let things go. Exactly. I I found uh, within a week, I felt so much better. I started really in March when my practice took a big hit and I would close my eyes. And after like two, three minutes, you know, I start wandering off. But then the guy already tells you, hey, I know you're you're drifting off in the space. Let it happen and then come back. And I needed that. And I know those who are listening, if they do feel those, you know, that stress in their life, they're constantly thinking about X, Y, and Z to allow those apps or even the YouTube channel to do the work for you. So you just close your eyes and just go on that journey. And I think long-term, I think will play a huge uh, role in you know f- them feeling better about themselves and really on the outlook of their lives. Yeah, well, you spoke about this a little bit. This comes down to kind of building confidence and trust within yourself, building a capacity of trusting that you can let emotions go. You can let reactions go. And then if it's important enough, it'll be there for you to address from a different vantage point, from a clearer focused perspective. Yes. Another thing I wanted to touch on, and we had mentioned this before the podcast was a lot of your, your followers and listeners, they want to know like, like, how did I find this strength and resolve in the moment of such panic and animosity in our lives? And one of the turning points for me was actually my, I, uh, my first year of residency. So I, you go to podiatrist school for four years. My first year of residency was actually a general surgery internship. And so we did every single thing that a classic MD or DO medical student w- would have to do if they were going 
down the general surgery route. So I was doing things like neurosurgery, burn surgery, plastic surgery, general surgery. And I, I was literally, it was the toughest year of my life. I would go home. Did you apply for this? So you were selected? Yeah, I knew. It was a challenge. Like I embraced challenge. I wanted it. I ranked them number two, I believe. And I, you know, that's what I got. And I knew going in that it was going to be a tough year. Some nights I would go home crying, like upset, like, why is this happening to me? I actually went to go see a psychologist. So I, that's, you know, I have utmost respect for the psychiatric field. And thanks for your transparency. Thank you. Yeah. I had to look deep within myself, man, to like tell myself, hey, I know it's hard, but like you have to dig in. And when you come out of this, everything else in your life will be nothing compared to what you just went through. And so I literally just zoned in. I locked in. I studied my butt off. I did all the same rotations. I would do CPR on patients. I did level one trauma, resuscitation, doing surveys on patients that are in car accidents. And it really taught me that like, never let your fears take control of you. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to say it, but it's, it's another thing to actually be in the trenches and understand what that feels like, that like the fear of unknown. Really just trust yourself, always bet on yourself, build confidence in that, you know, no matter what you're going through, this is all part of your journey. And the end is gonna be so much sweeter whenever you're done. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. So speak to me about that, because this is an important thing for my listeners to hear, because the natural defense when you go into fear or overwhelm is to shut down, <laughs> to take a sick day or maybe choose another path, right? I mean, it, it, that is intense. When you're being overwhelmed and flooded by things, experiences like that on so many levels that are challenging you, like you said, and they're also bringing out your human vulnerabilities, right? That's mm -hmm. the one thing that, that we learned from this COVID crisis, really in particular. Doctors are people too. Seeing yeah. death, dying, seeing pain all day long and being you know, given very little time off to process themselves. I really think we need to, uh, you know, if we could have a doctor's holiday for a month, you know, yeah. all-inclusive vacation for all physicians. Yeah. So yeah. in the face of that, some people choose to press on. So what skills maybe did you do? Did you turn to certain mentors? You know, you mentioned you sought professional support. What did you gain from that process that helped you see value in it and dig deeper and continue the search? That's a really good question. I needed a support system. 
I needed someone because my mom and my dad, they're not doctors. You know, I have, you know, three or four first cousins that are orthopedic surgeons and plastic surgeons. And then I had my own, like the people in the residency that were, you know, the plastic head of plastic surgery, he ran a fellowship at Mayo Clinic. I went to all of them and I told them, listen, you have to make yourself vulnerable and ask for help. Don't think that, you know, just you, someday you're going to wake up and you'll have the answer. No, you have to reach out and ask for help. And I think that was what propelled me to be able to find that strength within myself to get through the tough days. Because if you think you're going to get through it alone, you're, you're in for a rude awakening. I think everyone, all human beings, you know, they, you know, that, that's how we're interconnected, right? The, the ability to lean on one another and, and get support from one another um, and give you guidance and give me clarity. That's, that's what the, when I sat and met with a psychologist every week for like 12 weeks, that's what we talked about. You know, like, where do you see yourself going? You know, what are your, what are your major pitfalls? Like what, where are you suffering and how can I get you better? And so I, I think that's, I think that's the most important thing. Just rely, don't rely so much on your, you know, don't rely so much on yourself to get through it ask for help and uh, they will help you propel forward. That's beautiful. And, and that's important to know because, right, how many people who are going into or carrying their family legacy forward, you know, you know, a lot of families come over here, you know, become a doctor, become a lawyer, you know, this belief system, become an athlete, right? We're going to go all in for you and you just need to go in a fire and don't, don't turn around, yeah. just bring back the riches, right? right. And take right. care of us, right? Yeah. And, the, you know, it's a warrior's journey, like the healer's journey, like you said, to, to have the independent thought to exercise consciousness and go, wait a minute, just because I'm learning this or it comes from an educated or it becomes from the system that's come before doesn't mean that I can't integrate what I'm learning to be a part of healing. That's it's true. Uh, and to do that as a younger physician takes a lot of courage. Mm, yeah, it was it was difficult, man. I, you know, I, I'm very proud of the fact that like I got through that and I am where I am today. But I know there's thousands of other not even medical students, law students, people getting their MBA, uh, people who are, you know, uh, going through something in their life where they're trying to get to that next level. Yet they have so much going on in their life right now. You know, it's not just doctors. And I know, you know, it. it for me, I had a little bit of pressure because the Persian Jewish side, you know, everyone's expecting you to do, to do X, Y, and Z. And I had to live up to those expectations. But I, I, I think people need to- How did you battle that internally? Honestly, you know, it was, I'm more of a, I played sports my entire life, man. And, and for me, I turned to music, to sports, to working out, to find that confidence, to build that confidence within myself that said, you know what, I'm gonna be okay. Like, bring it on. You know, and I think I actually have a cousin that's going through it right, uh, right now in medical school and he's suffering. That's what I told him. I was like, you got to go to a 6 a.m. boot camp. You got to get up every morning and like, you know, even write three things down that you're grateful for or write three things that you're going to accomplish that day. Start a journal. Really just hold yourself accountable and go do it. And you'll find that after 21 days, it will become a habit and become uh, part of your morning routine. That's a good point. I mean, a lot of a lot of my I recommend to many of my clients the work by uh, James Clear. He's got Atomic Habits, and there's a lot of good worksheets on there relative to your profession or relative to exercise. And it's true when you start to do something on it, you're checking your bookshelf yeah. too. You know, a lot of habits start to build the capacity within ourselves to feel differently, and we start to believe that we can because we've done it. It's putting right in some ways the cart before the horse. We do it, then you feel it later. On the other hand, you know, you're tapping into something really important because for those doctors, those who are putting themselves 
And this could be a doctor and I, you know, this could be an athlete. This could be anybody where I really felt for those athletes this year, like playing without support around them. No fans watching. I was like, a couple of them just like a week or two in, we're like, I'm out. You know, no, you know, all the things that make you feel good were taken away. And the importance right now of getting back to some sense of play, some sense of who you are that's outside of the stress you put yourself into. Yes. Is that what the gym did for you? Is that what the research did for you? Like, did that spark a creative part of yourself that kind of pushed you to another level? Well, for me, it did because I built my confidence. A lot of my confidence comes from how I feel about myself. And I think that's very common for people. And I was during my residency, uh, I was really overweight, about 25, 30 pounds overweight. You know, I, I you know, going through literal hell in my life, I turned to recreational basketball. I started learning how to like, you know, do long distance jogging, which I, I hate running, but like, I was like, I want to learn. So I bought some shoes and I was like, you know what, I'm going to play some music. And I played, I downloaded the Rocky theme, the Rocky album. And this was before <laughs> Spotify. Uh, and I would just listen to that over and over on repeat. And uh, like, that's, that's what it was for me. It's, it's more, you know, playing, competing with other people, uh, finding ways to interact and engage with society. And it actually, uh, one thing we didn't touch on is that I know we're going through COVID, but one thing that helped me was like seeing other people, being around other people, you know, and nowadays it's hard. We don't have this, this Zoom right now. And that's one thing that was easy for me. I was like, all right, well, here I am playing basketball. Here's the ref. There's some fans, you know, I got my girlfriend in the stands and I feel good about myself, you know? Uh, You're right. We forget it. It's like a whole different, we've gone through a year without it. And it's a gift that I can have this podcast with you over Zoom and I can see people over telehealth. But it is, it, 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 and it's been a strained year, you know, yeah. when you're when you're seeing people and there's a mass, there's a lot of barriers. So having th those important, those social connections, I tell a lot of my clients or anybody, anything you can do, you know, to keep, you know, I know people are different levels with the vaccine and will be over the next year as we transition back to life. But if you could find, for me, it was finding one or two friends to walk with six feet apart, it's you know, true. even just yeah. getting out, somebody dragging me out an hour before I wanted to get out of bed and just... Yeah showing me maybe their neighborhood, <laughs> something yeah, yeah. different, yeah, yeah. something to get out of the kind of the shutdown quarters. Yeah. Because it's hard to remain creative yeah. when you're feeling threatened. Right. Yes, correct. I was going to say hiking really helped as well. That was fun. Well, yeah. that's been my secret hiking, getting out. I had, you know, I'm sure I'll be seeing you. I had like little foot issues, so I couldn't uh -huh. be running. So walking, you know, anything ginger, you know, anything where you could even make contact and greet another person, yeah. um, get your eyes on the landscape, you know, several places where LA was clearer with less smog right, and right. you could see the horizon, you could see from downtown to the ocean, anything expansive opens up the, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is yeah. part of the capacity for heal. We don't feel pain when we're experiencing endorphins when we have an shot of dopamine, right? When you're getting mirror neurons from increase, uh, interaction with another human being, something shifts. Yeah, I tell them, uh, like the patients that subscribe to nervous system, like, listen, you could take all the vitamins in the world, but you have to promise me, you have to find one hobby that you truly enjoy and stick to it. Whether it's gardening, painting, coloring, going out for a walk, trust, like promise me, and they will do it. They'll, they'll laugh. And like, That's kind of weird. Like this guy's telling me that wants me to go garden. What does that have to do with my foot pain? They'll come back. Like I got a walking club. I'm part of a walking club. I'm like, 
that's it because this this all pieces together you know oh good we're giving the same advice good yeah. <laughs> no, I have, I have, I tell, tell take a picture for me. I want to see a picture of your, your yeah. garden. I want to see a picture of, you know, where you're, even if you don't know where your happiness is. And I focused on this yesterday. I was on the weekly energy boost podcast, which is great. If you haven't checked it out. Uh, number one, I think spiritual based psychology podcast and uh, offering tools for each week to get through. But if for those who don't have the capacity, right? The ones who, when we, when we, you know, Gabor Mate does a lot of research, those who lead towards addiction, maybe there was some trauma and pain to begin with. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm sure you experienced this in your own, in, in the Persian culture, those who had to come over like in the, in the eighties and had to leave things behind, right. You, you pick up on that, like really hard to get away from, you know, this, this pain that's there that was caused from something that was traumatic. So finding some hobby or playing around is so important because if you were never given that chance or if you became a high performer because your environment was so focused on, we need you to be the high performer because we have had it so tough. It's so true. That, that capacity, that permission, it's your right to give that to yourself. If you had parents that were high stressed, alcohol addicted, were not present for you. It is okay to say right now, you know what? The buck stops here right? I've survived COVID. I deserve to feel good. So anything that constitutes play, whatever that is, obviously healthier forms of play, uh, you know, less addictive forms of play are better, (laughs) but whatever that release is so essential for health. What do you have to say? Like when, like if someone's like, well, I don't really have any hobbies. Like, what do you tell them? What do you suggest that they do to like really find out what they're passionate about? Cause like, I know some people that are normally have a lot going on, fairly simple, introverted. And they're like, well, like, I don't really do much. I just go to work and come home and stuff and go to bed. I mean, I start try and start at a really simple body level. You know, right now, if you're indoors and you feel bad and you're in front of the computer all the time, you know, first of all, in your body right now, as we're talking, if they're saying, and I have pain all the time in my back, like one's what, where's one air in your body, maybe where there isn't pain. Can we start to tap into that? When you do your mindfulness work, when you do a tool called a body scan, can I start to notice parts of the body that don't have tension? Or can I notice when we're talking about basketball and the hiking that is there less tension in your shoulder? Maybe you're not doing it now, but maybe you did it five years ago. Maybe you did it once. So tapping into imagery and the sensory experience is a part of what is done in healing. It's a part of also what athletes use, right? When you were hitting that home run, what did it feel like in your body? Were you, you're right, you took a big breath. What did you do? What was happening inside of you? And then I want you to kind of bottle that up and try and project that photo. Can you see yourself? If you're going to be right right now, you just went through a breakup. Well, what does the happiest version of you look like? Maybe it's not being in a relationship. Maybe it's just I'm on top of a mountain. I'm hiking. I've just right, conquered something. I'm sweating, and I'm you know, and I'm drinking a uh, you know a green juice, and I'm doing a meditation. Right? Even if they haven't done it yet, the minute you allow that imagery to exist, you give yourself permission to to dream in a way. You give yourself permission to move towards that. Yeah. Now, when you set the habits out, you're moving towards something that your subconscious has accepted. That's really good. As, as what will help free you to feel better. And if we can bring that in, in our meditations and, and the things we do when we close our eyes, even if we're in a hectic day, you can take three minutes and close your door. 
yeah. and be like, okay, right. I need to separate from all the things I'm experiencing and seeing. It gives yourself, your nervous system a chance to take a breath. I love that, man. I, that's one of the things I go to Tony Robbins events every year, pretty much. And that's one of the things that he practices with us. And you just brought that up. You close your eyes and like, imagine you're at X graduation. How do you feel? What do you look like? What are you saying? And I think that's a great thing for people to do and practice. Yeah, he's laid the groundwork for a lot of, you know, motivational work and, you know, and watching uh, I'm Not Your Guru a while back on Netflix. Um, you know, I see that he gets people right. First thing when you walk in a room, excuse me, jumping around and dancing. Yeah. Right. Like, what does yeah, that no. do for the nervous? So instead of sitting down and going, oh, my God, I just paid this money. What's this guy going to teach <laughs> me? It's going to be an all day thing. Right. Your body sits down, smiling, relaxed. Engage with the people around you. Very powerful, right? And then then they showed his morning routine. I I don't want to, I don't know if it's changed, but he had some combination of closed eyes meditation, uh, some sensory experience involving, you know, cold water and breathing, right? Breathing that accelerated the heart rate to welcome that in. Uh, And a letting go, like an acknowledgement that there would be challenges in the day ahead or challenges going on, but being clear about them, like something about, knowing what they were and then they don't hit you is in a stressful way you see them as kind of the challenges you're approaching one book that i before we wrap up there's one book i wanted to tell you because remember i looked back there and like what are they looking at this bookshelf <laughs> it's a book called tools of titans and that really helped me especially over the pandemic it goes over they this the, the author hand selects about a hundred of the most successful people in the world and he interviews them and he takes the most important things from those. Oh, we can name him. It's Tim Ferriss. We can Tim name Ferriss. him. He's, he's great. Yeah. He's inspired me. Yeah. Oh, he's inspired God. me and a lot of people to start a podcast and do a lot of work outside of the realm and challenged higher education in his path. So and he's got really a, he's got a great daily newsletter that uh, hopefully we can, we can build up to and imitate in some level someday. But Yes, Tim Ferriss, Tools for Titans. Amazing. Uh, he's got some other great things, four-hour body, four-hour work week, right, ways to really become more efficient. But yes, that, that book in terms of getting snippets from highly successful individuals, he's also got Tribe of Mentors, I think, two, two books, which are really, if you can get a hold of them, share them in your family, getting glimpses of how people navigate. Uh, and and, how, and he, I think the greatest question he asked, he asked them like the same five questions or something, yes. or what's your biggest failure? Yes. And I could imagine getting this question if you're somebody who's really successful and not really wanting to answer that. But it's pretty interesting to read some of those answers and how people handled them or what going through something similar to what we're talking about with COVID, losing business, you know, lost revenue, lost patient flow, rejection from a school, a rejection in a relationship. How, if we look at those as defining moments, if we can look for the, the gold, as they say, right? What is this teaching me about what I need right now? If we begin to have that kind of, and we may need the support. We may need people outside of ourselves, a coach, a mentor, a therapist that helps us process that, you know, and if you need to start, if you can't get to a therapist, start in a clubhouse group, start in a Facebook group, start accessing what you can right now. Because getting around other people and hearing ideas starts to trigger. It can be part of your play. You don't have to 
say anything. You can just listen and take in other people's journeys. And that is uh, anything that gets you to take the first step or even begin to see yourself as a need of healing, no matter where you're at professionally. Yeah. So, you know, in closing, tell us, Dr. Benji, where can people find you? I know you're expanding. How can they get, learn more about Nervous Cyst and your story? Well, I just wanted to thank you for having me, man. The Nervous Cyst's website is nervousist.com. And then more about me, uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Dr. Underscore Benji, D-O-C-T-O-R. And then my website is drbenji.com. So if you guys have any other other, uh, questions, you're free to message me on Instagram. Thank you so much. I would love to be back whenever you want, man. This is a great conversation. I hope uh, that your audience benefits from it. Thank you very much. Real pleasure and an honor. And uh, just to have, you know, even begin that conversation about looking at the relationship to pain and looking at stress resilience, trauma resilience, you know, really important. Because once it shows up in the body, it's usually a manifestation of something, like you were saying, a lot of different things. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. See Well, thank you all for listening and being part of us. And uh, glad to have shows coming back live to you. And we will slowly roll it out as we continue finding guests that resonate with you and the message we're trying to convey here at Richard Listens. And clearly, uh, Dr. Ben Tehrani, uh, his own journey into uh, podiatry, health, healing, his own journey in taking care of himself and looking how to recreate and produce products that make a difference, that help the root cause of pain, of dependency, and trying to eliminate some of that need to be solely focused on medicines to, to treat your pain and to learn how to heal from the inside, to learn how to heal your mind and your body your overall well-being. It's a true pleasure to collaborate. Please reach out to me, richardlistens.com, at Instagram, at Facebook, Richard Listens, and on Clubhouse at Doc Zero. Look for us coming with lots of new information and content and social media videos, including some live videos coming soon to you. I appreciate all of your support. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.